our new bestie has changed how we track our investments. Why have over 400,000 investors chosen ShareSite? It's simple. This online investment dashboard for your investment portfolio supports over 500,000 stocks, ETFs, and funds, plus integrated with more than 200 platforms, ensures your entire investment portfolio is organized and accessible in one place. Move beyond the limited insights from brokerage statements. ShareSite offers a comprehensive view of your financial performance, including analyzed reports, dividend gains, and the impact of currency fluctuations, all through intuitive graphs and visualizations. But here's the best part. For the investee besties out there, ShareSite is offering a special deal. Save four months when you purchase an annual premium plan. It's time to dive deep into performance metrics, streamline tax reporting, and share your portfolio with ease. Join the link in the episode description to sign up to ShareSite now and transform your investment experience. Hello and welcome to Girls That Invest. Today's Thursday, which means we're bringing you Girls That Business, a weekly series where we spill the tea on how to create a seven-figure side hustle because no one saves their way to wealth. You're joined today by Sim, a seven-figure business owner, and with me is Maya, an entrepreneur in the making. Hello, Maya. Kilda Sim. How are you? I am good. I'm very excited about this episode because I feel like this is a very full circle moment and I just know, so Sonia does our Monday and Tuesday episodes, but I know Sonia's going to listen into this Thursday episode and be so proud of me because Maya and yourself have watched this journey of me like mm-hmm. if hustle culture was a religion, I was baptized and then I walked away. No, yeah, definitely. I agree. I agree. I see. <laughs> I've seen. Maya's seen it with her own eyes. I had an exorcism. That's what it was. Yes. I was baptized and then I had an exorcism and I have been there. I've done that. I can speak about hustle culture. I had a bad relationship with it, but I still have to run a business. And Sorry, I choose to run a business and to run a business and to do all these things that I'm so lucky and grateful to do also requires not just being so focused on it and ignoring every other area of my life. So I'm really excited to chat about this. Was this a question that you had or was this something I suggested? Because I can't remember. This was something you suggested, but I'm 150% on board because I also like, I saw this topic. I was like, oh yes, please tips. I think I kind of was like, I've had a come to life moment. I'm back. I'm revived. Like, let's talk. She's alive. (laughs) I have like color to my face again. Like, let's chat. Yes. I mean, also to be fair, like the momentum that Girls That Invest had, I definitely see how you got so, you're like, no, I need to do this, this and this and this. And I think that's something that a lot of people, especially starting their business, moving from their stable income into their business, you're like, okay, this has got to sustain me. So I need to do the mahi. I need to do the work because this is my livelihood now. So I also understand how people can get caught up in the, you know, the hustle and the grind and stuff like that. But like you have also recognized, well, and lived, you know, been burnt out so many times yeah, we just need that balance. I went from like reading about burnout or hearing about burnout on like Twitter and books and being like, ooh, like who would do that to like 
being able to count the times I wasn't burnt out in a year. Like I really did a 180. Yeah. And I'm just so happy for you. Like, don't you feel more energized? (laughs) I do. I do. All right. Let's get into the episode. Okay. So Sim, how do you set your day up for productivity? Oh, just straight into it. How do I set my day up for productivity? I think there is two things I do. One, I'd like to imagine it as like protecting my time. Like, so that's like the outside of what I do. And in the inside, I'd like to imagine it as like what I call like managing my time or like just really managing my time. So the first half of it is protecting my time. Protecting my time was something I did not do. And I want to just give a disclaimer that everything I say now is what I did not do when I began because I had this belief and I think deep down I still believe it that if you want to grow something very quickly, if you want to go from quitting your job to getting a TED talk in the States within three months, like that requires a level of luck and a level of just like grind, ew, like which working hard. I hate saying that, but it requires like being so available that as soon as like they email you, I'm like, yes, I'm absolutely free. Like I will be mm. there. Or it requires mm. being so reliable for people that like it's I guess against your boundaries but to the point where if someone would cancel on the news for a money related story they would be like oh well Simran's always free so then they'd just call me up and I would be on the news and I would share my story and that's because like rain or shine whatever day I would turn up so on one hand that was what I did to get to where I was but it required a lot of breakdowns and like losing things and like health problems because of the stress but now I've learned to protect my time and to put like a seal around it and not be scared to message people and say actually I did commit to this I am a bit of a yes person I I used to say yes to everything but now is this really helpful like if I join this thing how many people are actually going to watch it? How many people are actually going to then go be a GTI member? And then how many people are actually going to benefit from this? And so that has now allowed me to go, well, then maybe I shouldn't give two hours of my time to this. Okay. So that is number one tip is to protect your time. And how do you prioritize your day to protect your time? How I prioritize my day to protecting my time is just having like systems in place. So back in the day, if we were perhaps working and we got an email of, Hey, could you come and would love to, would love to connect with you. would love to work with you. That used to, I'd be like, yeah, of course. Like let's jump on an email. Let's jump on a, a zoom. And I would often just have like an hour zoom call with people that just wanted to get to understand your brand. They would call us and just be like, so could you tell us what we what you do? And I'd be like, you've reached out to us. Like, why is this like a back and forth? And it would just be like an hour of chatting. And then at the end of the call, it would be like, okay, well, how can we work together? And then that would result in, okay, well, we'll go away and brainstorm and then we'll get back to you and we can have another meeting on what we can do together. And then after that, it would be a meeting on like, well, do we have budget? And you know, like you end up having like three or four hours. Worth of meetings. Worth of meetings. And I'm not a meetings person because I didn't start out in the corporate world. I started out in healthcare. We didn't do meetings. I think I've been to like two meetings in my working life before girls that invest. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we would have huddles and that would be at the start of the day. And it was like, 
you know, like the start of the Friday would be like, how's everyone going? Like just sharing any updates. But it wasn't like, oh, if we want to achieve something, let's have meetings upon meetings. It was like you tell them and then either gets done or it doesn't. Yeah, like very straight to the point. And so having those meetings were, you know, pointless because you didn't actually get much out of it for yourself. Yes. And so learning how to protect your energy or your time as a business owner came from me setting up like not barriers, but just respecting my time a lot more. If someone wanted to work with us, we would then now or now have like a system where we would go, okay, cool. Like, thank you for reaching out. Would like to ask, what is this for? Where is it located? What is your budget? And what deliverables do you want? Like, what are you after exactly? And then from there, having that written in an email meant we could either say, yep, this is something we can do or actually no we can't do this because of the day or the budget or the location or whatever it may be and we've not wasted their time or our time and only when it's been like yes approved then we go okay let's jump on a call let's chat Mm. and so how did you move from you spoke earlier about you feeling like you had to say yes to every opportunity. How did you shift that mindset and build that barrier for yourself from wanting to progress the business and really give it 150% to protecting your energy and your time? I think weirdly enough, it came not from me having like an eat, love, pray moment or like a light bulb moment or an enlightenment moment. <laughs> it was like, I, I could probably put the date on it, like maybe 16th of Jan, 2021. I was working on my book. I was cooped up in this beautiful Airbnb in Queenstown, just being like, I'm going to have this beautiful writer's retreat. And at that point, I bit off more than I could chew and so I was doing a lot and I wasn't actually getting time to write my book because half my day would be spent doing weird admin tasks and I'm like why I'm like I run a podcast why why do I have all these emails what's going on (laughs) it was just too much and I had one more email that was sent to me like I remember just trying to get through my emails and then someone sent one more email and I just broke down and I started crying and I was hysterical and I remember the next day getting up in the morning messaging about 20 people and saying hey I am so sorry I do not have capacity for this anymore I'm at full capacity and I will try my best to reach out in the near future and I felt so scared because I had such a limited mindset where I was like well if I say no to them now they'll never come back Mm, and I felt like there was this one girl who had reached out to me she was actually like one of my idols and she was like this is so cool let's work together like and then we got to know each other and she was like oh my god you're so smart like you should come join my board and like you should do this and that And, and I remember telling her like actually I can't do any of this right now and I felt so crappy like oh my god this was that one opportunity I get to know her and I've just basically said I'm in a dark place like don't talk to me But it worked out. I mean, she's one of the friends that I just came back on holiday with like two days ago because, you know, people do wait and they do understand. And her message back to me was like, oh, my God, I've been there. I get it. Like, take your time. You're so smart for doing this. Mm. And just creating boundaries for yourself and recognizing that you're you've bit off more than you can chew and be like, actually, 
sorry, there's only so many hours in the day. There are. And just also realizing that I was letting my work and my free time seep into each other. There was no structure. I would just wake up, jump on the laptop, keep working, keep working, put away the laptop, then open it up again at like 8 p.m. And and so not having that personal boundary also was really terrible for me because then I would check an email or respond at like, you know, 8 p.m. And I thought that was cool because I was like, oh, well, they're going to think I'm really onto it. But creating that personal boundary now where if I'm on holiday, I delete Gmail, I delete Slack, like the only way to contact me is iMessage. And that's only for like emergencies. And I often say to my team, I'm like, if anyone else gets stressed out or is like, oh my God, emergency. I'm like, look, we are not in healthcare. No one dies <laughs> if we miss this. You know, like as much as we should care about deadlines and we do and we respond and, and, and you know, internally, if we have internal deadlines, I'm like, look, if you did accidentally like miss this by a day or two, what's the worst case scenario that I hmm. read this on a Wednesday rather than a Monday? Like, it's like really- no one's going to die. No, one, no one's going to die. And that's my motto. And I keep telling that to myself whenever things would go bad. I'm like, okay, the, the podcast was uploaded a day late. Did anyone die? Because I used to work in a job where if I did something wrong, someone could lose their sight. And just you just have to like humble yourself and be like, it's not that <laughs> important. <laughs> it's not that important. And I think it's thank you for sharing about, about your experience with burnout and I think it's also really a really good reminder for everyone that even myself, I don't have like a business or anything like that, but I found myself last year reading emails at different times of the evening and feeling a sense of urgency. And I didn't know why I picked that up, but I think it is, like you said, I didn't have any boundaries set in place because I also study and I work. So my times are a bit random. So thank you for sharing about your boundaries. Can you tell us what has helped you to become more productive? So you've set your boundaries and now we're off to productivity. Now with productivity, my issue used to be I was a scrambler and I would get very distracted. And as much as I, I try not to like, you know, Google diagnose myself because I don't trust it I'm not you know I'm not a doctor in that regard Mm -hmm. and sometimes I'm like do I have ADHD like I cannot sit still I cannot get a task what why are you looking at me like that (laughs) I I'm not even kidding I've I've had that thought I've asked my tani I'm like I know I don't have ADHD but I don't want to do any of this like at all yeah and so I'm okay I'm glad we're in the same like boat because I don't know I I'm like, sometimes I think I do. And then I remember my life before Girls That Invest when I had a structured job and I had structured schooling. And I was like, oh, I thrived in that. Like I was such a good student. I was so diligent and I didn't struggle. I don't know. I don't think it's ADHD. I think my attention has dropped, but Mm -hmm. I believe that is because of my social media use and my technology use. And I think that's what I'm actually struggling with. For business owners, every transaction is more than just a swipe of the card. It's the culmination of your hard work, dedication, and commitment to your customers. That's why I'm excited to share with you a game-changing solution that's simplifying the way businesses like yours accept payments. Introducing Tap to Pay on iPhone, powered by Stripe. 
Contactless payments has never been easier. You can seamlessly accept contactless payments directly from your iPhone and the best part, there's no additional hardware required. Think about it, from local pop-ups to global retailers, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe cater to businesses of all sizes, empowering them to accept payments right from their iPhones. It's a game changer for businesses looking to scale quickly and stay flexible, with quick setup that takes minutes, not days. So, how can Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe benefit your business? It's simple. Increased revenue, expanded reach, and enhanced customer experience. It's a win-win-win. To learn more about how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can transform your business, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone today. You don't have ADHD, I can tell you now, you don't. Oh, are you a doctor? <laughs> no, but I don't need to be to let you know that you don't have ADHD. <laughs> okay, I'll keep that in mind. Oh, thank you. Don't let that come back and bite you. Don't You're welcome. <laughs> invalidate my medical experience. <laughs> It's okay. You know what? It's all right. We'll move on. So I don't think I have that, but I do notice I cannot sit and do a task without picking up my phone or I get distracted or I go, God, this is hard. I would much rather do like this other simpler task than like the task at hand. And I would kind of go through my entire workday and come home and be like, I'm so tired And I feel like I achieved nothing. Like I'd be like, I did this and then another email popped up and then I went to that and then I remembered I needed to do this and then I remembered I needed to do that and then another email came and then I checked Mm. socials and then I scrolled on socials and then another email and then I'm like, holy crap, like what is GTI doing? Like where am I taking this business? (laughs) Overload. (laughs) Yeah, just huge overload. And so I had to learn to not only protect what was coming in, like I made that seal, I made that like wall where like, there had to be a bit of a jump that people needed to make to, you know, get our time, as weird as that sounds, because there was just too many, you know, people jumping in. And then now I had to learn to manage my own personal time in a way that just was responsible, because at the end of the day, I'm responsible for me. Even if there were things that are outside of my control, because they always are, I am still responsible for me and my attitude and my behavior. And if I sit and do nothing and do no work, like that is on me so I've learned that I hate lists and I've learned that I cannot Mm. use a list to get things done because I get overwhelmed and then I don't do the list and so instead what I do and I feel like I've shared this with you off air in the past is if there's a list item to do I just put that in my calendar as like a 30 minute task and so if I'm like oh I need to go and book that flight or I need to go and like come up with podcast ideas then I will just book a time in my calendar and say podcast ideas rather than write out a list at the beginning of the day. Yes, ah. because in that way, I always over expect and under deliver when I write a list. I'm always like, I can fit all these yeah. things in my day. And then it's two o'clock. I've achieved three things on my list. I feel demotivated yeah. and it doesn't happen. Whereas now when I physically, or I guess like on my laptop, put in time blocks to do all my tasks I'm like wait I can't do all of these things in 10 minutes so I'm gonna have to be realistic about what I can achieve in this day Mm. that I'm gonna take that away because I am queen of not finishing my lists (laughs) and so I can like give you a little peek of like what I did today like today's Mm -hmm. Wednesday and I rather than like writing out a list of things to do it was like First thing, I recorded two episodes with Sonia. And then 
I had to do some admin tasks and that included booking an event venue that we have. Then I recorded two Monday episodes with Sonia. Then I had to literally book in a time for lunch. Then I wrote admin tasks and in brackets, I wrote the tasks that I needed to do. So it wasn't just like emails. It was like, no, I need to go and send this. Or I need to hire a videographer. I need to write and send my article. Then I had a webinar that I did where I spoke to the university that I came from because I wanted to do like a woman in business series. And now I'm recording with you. And so as you can tell, today's clearly recording day, Mm -hmm. but having that as opposed to a list of like, I'd like to record six episodes and just having that written down as a list, that would be so overwhelming. Yeah. Just hearing that, I was like, whoa. I'd look at at the beginning of the day and be like, oh man, that's a whole (laughs) lot of stuff. (laughs) And by like booking in the times that we were going to record and doing all my other things in the middle of them so I could, you know, get up, get up off my backside and like go and have lunch outside and like Mm -hmm. do admin tasks in a different place. I didn't feel cooped up all day. Okay. So changing your environments as well is good. Oh, I love it. Like if you can, I, I like rented out this tiny little, it is by no means flash. I sometimes get embarrassed showing people, but just tiny little like office room near my house so that I can come here and record. And then if there's admin tasks and I'm sick of my office, I can just go home or like sit in a cafe. Hmm. That's really good. Do you have any self-care practices that fill your cup to enable you to give your best to your business? Okay, Sonia. (laughs) Hey. (laughs) Oh, do I have any self-care practices? I'm trying. I like had a session with my therapist last week and she was like, you seem really lost. And then she was like, do you drink water? Do you eat well? Do you exercise? Do you meditate? (laughs) And I was like, no, 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 and no. And she was like, maybe start there. (laughs) Maybe that might be good. Have a nourishing meal. So as Maya can see, I have this big water bottle next to me. Mm -hmm. I had a healthy meal today. I have a gym class booked tomorrow morning. And I'm reading at nighttime instead of like scrolling on my phone. And so I'm trying. I think lifestyle changes help, but I'm not constantly doing it. And I think that's where the burnout really takes place when you on one hand are like, well, if I don't work, things aren't going to happen. And on the other Mm -hmm. hand, you're like, but if I keep working, I will die. (laughs) Okay. That was nice. But yeah. And and so Maya like suggested to me to go and try this infinity float, like the sensory deprivation float. So I booked that last week. It was a bit expensive. It was like $110, but I got to lay there floating in like blackness for an hour. And I really enjoyed that. And that really quietened my mind. And I felt the effects of it like as the week has gone on. Mm, it's, It's a treat, isn't it? And I just remembered like you are the queen of making your hobbies your businesses. Mm-hmm. So it's <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, that's why she doesn't, you know, she's working on them because she has a hobby and then it turns into a business. So I'm really happy to hear and see a cute water bottle. Thank you. I really do turn my hobby into businesses. And that used to be like just the advice I would get given and the advice I took on and I've learned to like let it go. But it's so hard. Like I'll be painting. I love painting. I love drawing. I'm really creative. I'm more creative than I am business minded, but 
when I get creative, I'm like, this is wasteful if I leave this. Should I just sell this? Yeah. <laughs> this needs to be seen by everyone. I'm going to sell it on Etsy. I'm like, this would make such a great TikTok account. And it would be like, like you know, so <laughs> like soothing paint artwork. Oh, just That actually would be really soothing to watch. Exactly. Anyway. <laughs> we don't need another business from you, dog. I need to be soothed. <laughs> yes. Yes. Someone do that so Sim can watch it. Did you say we don't need another business from you, doll? Yeah, I did. <laughs> You've got it. You've just set your boundaries. You're building up your self-care practices. But the world could do with one more. I'm kidding. <laughs> watch Bob Ross if you're really um, strict. You're right. You're right. Okay, Sim, I have one more part. I have one more question. Do you have any recommendations for systems, apps, or books that have helped you be more productive and helping with boundaries as well? 100%. They're all free because accessibility. The first one is Google Calendar. Hear me out. I know you use your Apple calendars. They're not good. You can't color coordinate tasks. And so on my Google Calendar, each thing is a different color. And so what I can do is when I have social events or things that require me to be like in a meeting where I'm like talking to someone, they're in yellow. And when I have self-care things, they are in light blue. And when I have work, they are in like a purple. And so if I look at my week, because I'm very visual and I see lots of like purple and yellow, I'm like, wow. I've got so much work on and there's not enough blue in this week. Like I'm not doing self-care things. Like it's a great visual reminder. Mm. Or if I have lots of yellow that day, like today is basically a yellow day because of all the like podcast recording. I'm kind of like mentally prepared to be switched on, to be social, to be higher energy. Because if I'm just by myself, I'm more of a, I'm quite a, I'd like to think I'm somewhat like calm and, and like, peaceful I don't know but Hmm. I'm not as upbeat unless I have to be so you're prepping your energy your whole order to do the tasks that you need to for the day exactly and so I have a lot of light blue this week because I just came back from a trip and then I have a wedding in the weekend and so I'm like okay my like social energy because social energy for me outside of work energizes me Mm. so that kind of social energy and like my gymming like these are all things that are gonna make me mentally happier and better and so that's one thing I do it's really visual it's really helpful and it stops me from having to think what's tomorrow going to involve what do I need to do what's the next task because it's just there for me I don't have to worry yeah and I love it you actually told me this maybe two years ago and I use google calendar and the colors just knowing that is perfect the next thing I do on my laptop, it's an app called Flow, F-L-O-W, and it's a green app if you want to have a look. And it is basically an app that gives you like times. And so it will say, it's like a timer. And so you click it and it will let you work for 20 minutes. And then after 20 minutes, it will say, take a five minute break because humans naturally work really well for 20 minutes. That's our attention span. Then we go down. So the app tickers in the back of your laptop and then it just gives you a little reminder. It covers the whole screen. It says, go take a five minute break. And then you come back and then you restart again. And by doing that, you're working to the most efficient state 
because what I used to do is I would just keep working for hours. I could feel my body and my brain give in and be like, I don't want to work, but I can push myself. And so it's not even productive work at that point, but I would just keep doing it instead of taking breaks. Mm, Lovely. I wrote a note to download it. And then the final thing that I find really helpful is having a, oh my God, am I going to say this out loud? Okay. I downloaded this like ADHD iPad, (laughs) hear me out, this ADHD iPad, like fill in calendar, like daily calendar. Mm -hmm. And it's like, so each day is one page, obviously. And you just fill in like your intentions for the day. You can write down what your calendar looks like, which I don't really do because I have my Google calendar. Mm -hmm. On it is like three things you don't want to do, but you know you have to do. And then under that is like the reward you're going to give yourself if you achieve those three tasks. It has a space for people you know you need to reply to because I'm also quite bad at that. And just little tips that I will fill out each morning and then I just feel more grounded because I wake up in the morning and I feel flustered. Like, what am I going to do today? Like, what's ahead of me? But then filling that out, I'm like, it's okay. This is what my day looks like. I do have a few important things to do. Here's my reward when I do them. And then here are, again, the people I need to respond to, their text messages waiting. And it's just, you know, good to write it down. And then at the end of the day, like tick things off. Hmm. Okay. No, that sounds useful. Because doing that means I'm not worried. Like, is there something missing? Is there something else I need to do? Because these are often like personal tasks. So everything I've described on the Google calendar is like work tasks, but your personal life, you know, kind of goes to the gutter if you're so busy working. So it's nice to be like work, uh, like personal life wise, I should probably message that person. I should probably like pick up that, you know, rubbish bag that's been sitting there for a while and because it's only a list of three things it's not overwhelming Mm. okay thank you oh what was the name of that I honestly I can't remember but I went onto Etsy so it's not an app it's like a pdf document oh okay so I went onto Etsy and I searched up like ADHD well first I searched up like diary and then an ADHD diary came up and I was like oh this is really interesting and it's meant to like capture your attention easier so you don't give up using the diary so just mm. type in ADHD daily diary on Etsy and you can download it and then you can either print them out or just have them on your iPad or your tablet and use your stylus and fill it out every day mm, lovely I'll check it out because to me that's a work smarter not harder kind of thing yeah mm. have these been useful I feel like I've just been like don't be dumb. Just do the things that everyone should be doing. I just learned them last year though. <laughs> I think I've, I mean, I wrote down flow app, so I'm going to go download that now. So that was useful. No, but I think it's really good to hear in a culture. Well, now it's kind of slowing down, but uh, sorry, a society that is really normalizing hustle culture, being on the grind for the past few years and the rise of social media and just kind of always seeing people's highlight reels. It's really cool to hear from a successful business owner that you two have struggled with that and how you have gotten yourself out of that. So I find that very useful. I hope everyone else has too. I see. Well, Mm. I appreciate that. 
And thank you for asking the tough questions and letting me feel vulnerable enough to tell you and the world that I did download an Etsy ADHD calendar. I never thought I would say that. I mean, what works for you? Yeah, I told Sonia about it. I was like, this is so life-changing. She was like, I have one too. And I was like, good. <laughs> You're like, this is this is why we're friends. This is why we're friends. <laughs> it's just you left now, Maya. It's part of the Girls That Invest communion. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to look it up. If it helps with my productivity, I'm doing it. Well, I think that's probably <laughs> a good place to wrap it up. But thanks again, Maya. I'll see you next week. Thank you. Kakite. Bye. And as always, to finish off with our disclaimer, Girls That Invest does not provide personalized investing advice for your individual needs. We are not financial advisors. The advice from Girls That Invest exists for educational purposes only and should not be relied upon to make an investment or financial decision. Advice from Girls That Invest is general in nature and does not consider individual circumstances. Always do your research and please use your due diligence.